0: Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I'm Tommy Chrysan. Appreciate you listening to this podcast. We're going to talk some baseball today. You know, this podcast launched a couple of weeks ago with the idea to talk about all sports, right down the middle, especially baseball. And We've got a really nice show for you today as we're going to talk with Ben Nihart lives over on the North Shore in Louisiana. I'm in Baton Rouge. But we're going to talk about the Baseball Riders Association announcement coming up next Tuesday as to who will go into the Baseball Hall of Fame this summer in Cooperstown, New York. We're going to get into that stuff. Some really, really good stuff. Our next podcast will be out Saturday at approximately 12 noon Louisiana time. We will preview the Saints and the Rams. I will give you a pick I'm 6-1-1 on my NFL picks in the postseason, picked the college stuff during the year, didn't do as well on that, but I've been on fire, I've been hot with the NFL picks, and coming out Saturday at about noon, we'll talk Saints, Rams, and we'll even take a peek at the Chiefs and the Patriots, so again, we're going to talk some baseball in just a few minutes with Ben Nyhart. I'm Tommy Chrysan, please share this podcast with your friends, uh, click it as a favorite, and there is an option that you can support the podcast financially to allow us to do bigger and better things, that's an option, if you can support it, click that button, we appreciate it. So, don't go anywhere, I want you to listen to this message that's coming up, and then it's me, TK, and Ben Nyhart chalking baseball, and that's a wonderful thing. Welcome back to Talking Sports with TK. I'm Tommy Chrysan, having some fun uh, here this morning on our podcast. Appreciate you telling everybody about it. And I will tell you, we're all about sports, all sports, right down the middle, especially baseball. And it's my pleasure today to talk a lot of baseball. And I'm going to bring along a longtime friend, Ben Nyhart. He's a baseball guy. I'm a baseball guy. So we're going to have some fun. Ben How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well, Tommy. How are you?
0: I'm doing pretty good. I'm a little bit excited. Next Tuesday, January 22nd, the Baseball Writers Association of America will announce on the MLB Network the newest members of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Ben, this is the elite of the elite. I love the game of baseball. I always joke around with people. I don't like baseball. I love baseball. And I know you got to be looking forward to that as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. This is this is one of the uh, the best times of the year. You get to finally see some of the guys you grew up watching and uh, see them get enshrined in the Hall of Fame. It's a pretty exciting time.
0: Well, uh, let's go with this. I'm a little bit older than you. <laughs> we don't have to say numbers here, but my <laughs> one of my favorite baseball players of all time, and I have a long list, but. Ken Griffey Jr. the kid. He's already in the Hall of Fame as he he should be. I loved watching that guy play baseball because when you watched him play, you could tell he was having fun yet he was one of the greatest ever.
1: Right, yeah, he was he he was uh he was one of the best to ever do it. I mean, I he was one of the guys I watched uh, growing up and uh, you know, He was definitely one of the sweetest swings and, uh, I mean, played an amazing center field and uh, just one of the the greatest players of all time. And, um, you know, me, I'm a huge Cubs fan, so my guy is Ryan Sandberg. So I grew up watching him, watching Cubs on WGN. And, uh, I I mean, you know, playing baseball growing up, I wore 23, played second base as long as I could until I grew out of it, and then, uh, you know. Uh, Ryan Sandberg was always a guy that I that kind of emulated and that I kind of idolized as well.
0: So, yeah, well, he was definitely a great, no question about that. In the off season, Adrian Beltre. What a career, one of my favorite players. And like Ken Griffey Jr., when you watched him play, he was always having fun. He was dancing in the batter's box. And, and, you know, I live here in Baton Rouge, and we get Texas Rangers baseball on on TV every night. So for many years, I've really become a a big follower of the Rangers because I can watch him every night. I loved Mm -hmm. watching Adrian Beltre play. Yeah,
1: Adrian Beltre, man, he's one of those guys you just – I mean, you could just tell he's loving playing the game. He's always having fun with his teammates. And, uh, you know, he just really looked like he enjoyed, you know, playing the game each and every day. And it was kind of uh, – I watched the the press conference he had when he retired, man. He just – it seemed like a lot of a lot of sad faces, but also happy faces as well, just seeing a guy like that, you know, calling it quits and hanging it up. So
0: And we're about a month away from pitchers and catchers starting to report. That's always a special time to hardcore baseball fans. And as I said, next Tuesday, January 22, We'll find out about the rest of the members players who will be inducted as members of the baseball hall of fame. Now over the winter, the veterans committee selected Harold Baines and Louisiana's old Lee Smith to be enshrined in Cooperstown, New York, this summer. Uh, Harold Baines. I mean, when you study his numbers, eh, I I can see it and I can see the argument against it. Lee Smith, uh, no doubt uh, should be in the hall of fame. And those two, Will be in the class this summer.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think you kind of you kind of hit it uh, spot on on Harold Baines. You look at the numbers; it's not you know not overwhelming. I mean, he was a great player for a long time, but not not a guy that you really say, okay, he's a he's a shoe in for the Hall of Fame. But I mean, you, you can you can make an argument for him, um, but I mean, it's not one of the uh, you know one of those guys that just jump out at you and say, scream Hall of Fame. Lee Smith, on the other hand, is kind of a guy that you know is a Louisiana guy, like you said. Um, And I I remember just for the longest time, he was the all time leader in saves before, you know, Hoffman passed him up. And I think eventually Mariano Rivera passed him up at some point, too. Um, But just guy that, you know, he was he was the elite closer for a long period of time. Uh, I think he was one of the first guys you think of um, in in that time frame where he was, you know, he was the closer that, you know, everybody kind of wanted to be like he was he was the closer. So um, before closers became a, a really a, like a big thing nowadays, you see guys closers making all this money. And, uh, you know, so he was the guy, he was the closer before all the closers became closers, I guess, is what I'm saying.
0: Let's take a look at some of the names we're going to hear or not hear come Tuesday when the Baseball Writers Association of America uh, announces who's going to get into the Hall of Fame this summer. We will start with a guy you just mentioned, Mariano Rivera. I think this is a, a, a no doubt, knocking out of the park. It's going to happen. Uh, a guy who basically threw one pitch, but he was able to miss the bat on most cases. Mariano Rivera. I, I'd be shocked if his name's not called Tuesday.
1: Yeah, you, you got to have Mariano Rivera, in. I mean he's he's the he's the only guy on the list that I said there's no doubt he's going to be in there. I mean on his, I mean you know the. The, the postseason numbers really jumped out at me. Just looking at his numbers, he had 141 innings, and he posted in the postseason, 141 innings pitched. His ERA was 0. .7. That is amazing. You can't, you can't leave this guy out. I mean, he, he is, I, in my opinion, he's the greatest closer of all time. I mean, and he, he did it with one hit. So, I mean, yeah, he, he's definitely in my book.
0: Another guy, Edgar Martinez, a longtime designated hitter, outstanding hitter, didn't get as much national publicity. He's out on the West Coast, played the bulk of his career with the Seattle Mariners. But, you know, this guy just showed up and got it done. He consistently produced good numbers. I I don't know if we're going to hear his name, but I hope Edgar Martinez gets that phone call Tuesday.
1: Yeah, I think Ed Mar- Edgar Martinez is is going to get in as well. He, he's, I think it'll be m- much closer than Mariano Rivera, but I believe he gets in as well, just because I mean he he is the the designated hitter. I mean he was the guy that you know uh, designated hitters uh, when that when that was like a big you know big thing. He you know he he's the guy that you think of when you when you talk about DHs. Uh, I'm not a fan of DHs. Uh, you know me, I'm, I'm a baseball purist. I think the pitchers should have to hit. But, you know, if you're going to get a DH in, you might as well get the best DH of all time, in my opinion. So Edgar Martinez, I think he gets in maybe by by, a few percentage points, but I I think he does get in as well.
0: All right, Ben, are there any other names out there? There's a lot of names on the ballot, but anything else that grabs your attention or that you're wanting to see, uh, any other names jump out to you?
1: The the one that really jumped out to me and and just kind of looking over the, the lift, there's really no first year guys that are on the ballot besides Mariano Rivera that I think is going to, is going to get in this year. Um, but one guy that jumped out at me is, uh, is Manny Ramirez. He was a guy that, I mean, he was a dominant hitter for the longest time with the, with the Red Sox. Um, and I think he went, he started, uh, he played with the Dodgers for the latter uh, part of his career. And uh, I think he finished out with it, the Rays or something, but, Manny Ramirez, if you look at his career numbers, I mean, he he's just a guy that, I mean, he, he's going to get in eventually, and, you know, I, I just think he's 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 a guy that, I uh, mean, when you think of great hitters when I was growing up, man, he was one of those guys, I mean, a career 312 hitter, 555 home runs, I mean, 1,800, over 1,800 RBIs. Um, to me, he's one of those guys that he, he should be in, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, what the, the writers are doing as far as the voting goes. But he's one of those guys that just jumps off the page at me and says, I think he should be in. That's one of those guys.
0: Yeah, a, an incredible hitter. And he was one of those guys, if you're in the other dugout or you're on the mound, you knew when he was on deck. You know, you you didn't yeah. notice him once he stepped into the batter's box. He was a, a, a hitter who put fear in the other dugout, fear on the guys in the pitching mound, fear on the guys in the bullpen. A lot of controversy through his career, but, you know, I think uh, baseball-wise, I'm going to agree with you. I think he should get in. and If he doesn't get in this year, I think it it will happen eventually, but but an incredible hitter. Ben, I want to ask you, this whole steroids, PEDs, (laughs) performance-enhancing drugs thing, you know, you you start throwing Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, and, and others out there, I yep. believe that you can't let these people in if it was proven that they took steroids. Now, it's right. one thing to suspect in the the, the the report that came out, the Dowd report. That's, that's right. all fine and dandy. But if it's been proven or they admitted in the case of Rafael Palmero, Mark McGuire, right. these guys admitted it. Andy Pettit admitted it. What's your take on that whole steroid PED thing and how it relates to the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I mean I, I think
1: I kinda I kinda have a different opinion on on the steroid guys. I mean, for me, that was I grew up in the steroid era as far as, you know, watching guys play baseball and then uh, you know, me being a Cubs fan, watching the 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 ninety-eight home run race with, you know, the two two biggest guys that, you know, are associated with the steroid era was Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. Um and, you know, I, I kinda think for me, having having played the game of baseball for the long a long time, just being able, trying to hit a baseball is one of the hardest things you can do. I, I know steroids, like bat speed, and and, and probably you know it, elongate your career as far as you know building muscle and things like that. But guys like Roger Clemens, you know, he was good before you know he became this <laughs> this oversized yeah. you know steroid guy. And and I, I, the same with Bonds. Now, whether or not they would have had the same numbers with the steroids or without it. Uh, you know, probably not, but the the, the fact is, I think that they, they you know, over a career, you, you know, I think they 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 deserve to be in on a just a sheer numbers standpoint with you know, with uh Barry Bonds being the all time home run leader, and then with you know, uh, Roger Clemens having seven Cy Youngs, which is crazy. Uh, so to me, I think they should be in, even, even if they were proven to have taken steroids. Just some of the top guys like that, but some of the guys like Andy Pettit and Rafael Palmero were kind of possibly fringe guys anyway. I, I mean, I don't think they were guys that should be in just based on that, you know, they, they were proven to taking steroids, and their numbers were just, you know, uh, they were great, but they weren't Hall of Fame great.
0: Yeah, and, you know, that can go round and round, and, and I, like you and everybody else, became more educated about the steroid thing as time went on after that year of Sosa and McGuire and Ben McDonald, Denham Springs guy, LSU pitching great, you know, major leaguer who won over 70 games as a pitcher in the big leagues and does a lot of LSU baseball on TV. Now Ben's a friend of mine. And I remember asking him one time, you know, cause he was around in that period. And, and he said, you know, it, it wasn't as much, the fact that they might hit the ball 10, 12, 15 feet further or whatever. He said the thing that made the difference in his mind for the steroid users was their ability to recover and stay healthy. You know, in a pitcher, you'd throw that ball, you'd throw 120 pitches, and you had to come back in five, six days. Well, if you were on steroids, you could come back in better shape. Than if you weren't or those batters and, and fielders through the long grind of the 162 game season, you know, you start breaking down. I mean, for the time and the human body has got always so much in it. Well, the steroids would help you perform at a higher level, the recovery thing. And, and Ben really educated me on that. And, and I kind of read into it and it made a little sense. And, you know, we we could spend. 10 podcasts on just this whole topic. And and I think it's kind of cool that you and I view it a little bit differently. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. And baseball, like other sports, are trying to do what they can to to minimize that stuff occurring and its effect on the game that we all love.
1: Yeah, I, you know, that now that you say that Ben McDonald has a very unique perspective having been around those guys so I can I can definitely see that aspect of it and, I, and it kind of kind of hammers home the point that you know some of those guys that you know were kind of fringe guys anyway and they're proven to to be steroid users yeah I, you know hearing that perspective kind of makes me think they shouldn't get in as far as you know the those fringe guys that just have you know the the not jump off the page hall of fame numbers
0: you know, another former big league or Baton Rouge's own David Delucci, who went to Catholic High in Baton Rouge with an old all American up at Old Miss, academic All American as well. And he spent 13 years in the big leagues and never touched steroids. And he brought up the point that, you know, you got guys who are doing it the right way like David did. He was never a great ball player. He'll never be in the Hall of Fame. But he had a a great career, made a lot of money, bounced around a few teams, won a World Series with the Arizona Diamondbacks in 2001, and and was actually uh, on base in the ninth inning with Mariano Rivera pitching. Uh, before Gonzalez got that hit to win the World Series. He was thrown out at third on a bad sacrifice bunt right before that hit, or he may have been the winning run in Game 7 of the World Series. But David DeLucci told me, you know, he and I worked many clinics together over the years uh, uh, helping kids with baseball. He said, you know, you got these guys that do it right, and all of a sudden they don't have a job making a living because guys who are taking steroids – or taking their spot on a major league baseball roster, and you know that's a whole nother conversation for another day. But that's another one of the layers of this whole steroid PED thing.
1: Yeah, you don't really you don't really even think about that. You don't think about the repercussions of the guys that are you know French AAA guys and that never make the bigs because the people that are going in above them are, are, are you know are juicing. And uh, yeah, that that's an, that's a unique perspective to say the least.
0: Ben Nyhart, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and what you do, how you can help people uh, who, who, you know, may be listening today and uh, brand new to who you are. And you, you're going to be with us as we go forward from time to time. But give us the quick resume and then what you do and how people could get a hold of you if they choose to.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, So uh, Ben Neihart, I have lived in Louisiana my entire life, lived all around the state, lived in Baton Rouge for about 10 years. I'm now uh, living in Mandeville. Um, I am a mortgage loan officer. We run a branch of Nations Lending in Mandeville, Louisiana. We are licensed in the state of Louisiana, Texas and Mississippi. So we can help uh, people in those states just uh, with all of their mortgage needs, refinance or home purchases. Um, you know, that's something that I'm very passionate about. And I finally found something that I can, you know, help people uh, get into homes and then help them achieve the, you know, the American dream, as they say, of home ownership. So that's uh, kind of what I do. And uh, I'd love to be able to help uh, any anybody listening today.
0: And uh, ironically, we're both from Chalmette, Louisiana. How <laughs> about that? huh? The, the yeah. safe and all in parish, although I am a bit older than you. Yeah.
1: The Shalmation nation. That's what we, that's what they call it, right? The Shalmation
0: nation. <laughs> but, but you went to Shalman high. I went to Holy cross. Uh, that could be a conversation for another day as well.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we could, uh, Yeah, we could reminisce of the old old days of Chalmette for sure. All
0: right, Ben, let's do this. The announcement will come out next Tuesday. We'll get together uh, a couple of days after the announcement, and we'll talk about who got in, who didn't. And this has been a lot of fun. As I always say, I don't like baseball. I love baseball. You have a passion for it as well. This has been fun, and we're going to do this again soon. Yep, looking forward to it, Tommy. All right, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, you've been listening to Talking Sports with TK. Don't forget we've got another podcast coming out Saturday before noon, previewing the Saints and the Rams, and I'll give you a pick. I'm 6-1-1 in NFL postseason picks this year. You're listening to Talking Sports with TK. Spread the word. Let's share the podcast.